Beers and Tears would like to acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians of the land from which we conduct this podcast, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We recognise their continued connection to the land and waterways and sky of this beautiful place, and we pay our respects to Elders past and present, and extend that respect to all First Nations people present today, and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. This episode is proudly sponsored by the beautiful studio space at Small Time Group. Supporting emerging artists to refine their products, develop a plan, and connect with peers and the industry. Hello everyone, welcome back to Beers and Tears. Today I'm joined with Nakane. Um, whereabouts well, whereabouts are you based today? I'm based in Cool, cool. And well, I kind of want to begin. You recently released your latest EP Leading Lines, and you've kind of discussed in the past that this music is a cathartic activity for you. Music making is a cathartic activity. Sometimes, yeah. I guess how has this helped you? And what does leading lines mean for you, this release? How does it help me? Oh, I suppose it helped me decompress from the last album and from the last tour, which were quite emotionally taxing. I mean, of my own design, I wrote those songs and I knew what they were going to to do when they needed to be performed live. I think what I wanted to do with this next album, with this next album and the EP really, was to make an album that was based on rhythm, mostly, you know. And with with each project mm. I I take on, I it's it's always a reaction to the last thing that I did. And because the last work that I did was so uh dreamy and operatic in style, I wanted to make something that was almost the opposite of that. I wanted to make something quite cutting and and spartan and hard and and up, right? Because I think towards the end of the tour for You'll Not Die, I realized that uh, maybe I didn't have the emotional bandwidth to sing all those sad ballads anymore. <laughs> I just wanted to move to, to sad mm. bands now, you know, crying in your beer, crying in yeah. your beer <laughs> in the club songs, you know, at least you're dancing. And I think that's what it means. Yeah. That's what inspired the writing of the of of those songs musically lyrically is another completely different thing but i just wanted to feel i want to make music that made me dance while i was making it you know mm, totally do you like creating a certain challenge for yourself when you're creating new music yeah always i think i always set some sort of limitation for myself i always say okay you did that for two or three years while you're making that thing. And whether you failed or succeeded doesn't matter. You sort of have an understanding of how it works. I see no point in me repeating myself. Um, if I'm bored, you're going to be bored, you know. And the moment that I hear myself repeating myself, I'm like, ah, I don't want to do that. So it's before I start anything, I know that the first thing I do is set some sort of, write some sort of manifesto. And that manifesto is to challenge myself and to and to steer my direction a little a little differently, you know, to allow another part of my creative brain 
to work instead of being stagnant. And well, you do dabble in a lot of creative worlds um, in terms of music. You're also a novelist and you've experienced um, acting as well. And I guess obviously there's kind of like a common theme of words <laughs> being expressed along yeah. all these um, creative avenues. Um, but I was kind of wondering how you find, I guess, the the cross-creative discipline in all of that and kind of, I guess, not spreading yourself too thin amongst all these creative yeah. outlets. I can only do one thing at a time. As much as it seems like I do many things, and I guess I do, I work in, different, in a lot of different media, but if I'm making music, I'm only making music because I know that I can't, I can't, my attention is very, very limited. <laughs> so, but I'll make music really intensively and then I'll, I won't be able to make music for a few months. And so I'll do something else in that time, you know, and I'll write, a, I'll, I'll write literature or if there's a job, an acting job that comes up, I'll do that. So I think that's what, that's what happens. And because of these things, these, you know, they take so long to come out. Most of the time people think, God, do you ever sleep? You do so many things. But the truth is that a lot of these things are spread out, but for some reason always come out at the same time. And it seems like I'm, I don't know, I'm really multifaceted in terms of my attention, but I'm not. I'm actually really, really limited. <laughs> yeah. I just I just don't want to be bored more than anything. And I'm greedy. I've always loved all kinds of media and all kinds of art when I was a child and my aunt asked me what do you want to be when you grow up and I said an artist and she said what kind and I said the one that comes first I think I was 12 when I said that because I knew I knew that I wanted uh, well I don't know I, a little greedy thing because I, was, <laughs> because I was already doing that in school I was already acting in plays I was already singing I was already um, playing to bone you know steel drums piano all of these things, I was already doing quite a lot of things in school. And it felt like a crime to choose one. I just didn't understand why I had to choose one, you know? <laughs> mm. And what would you say is, like, the main um, appeal to you of each area? Like, when you're creating music, when you're writing a novel, um, what's the main kind of key... Yeah, appeal, I guess. Music is so immediate. You're sitting there, you're playing the keyboard, or you, and there's something quite immediate about it when it's doing its thing, when, you, when you're working on it. And you can, you, you can tell, you're like, oh, okay, I can sort of have an idea about where it's going or where it's heading. Whereas with literature, with writing a novel, it's a lot of work. It's all a lot of work, but it's a lot of slow work, which reveals itself over time. Like you can you can work in something for a year and you realize mm. it's a piece of nonsense, you know, and then you start all over again. Whereas with music, I think, particularly with songs, um, it's a little bit easier to manage because you're working with small pockets of time, three minutes, you know, four minutes, and so and so you, so you can you can enjoy it while you are in the process of it. I think that's mostly the appeal. In the making. Right. Yeah, cool. And you mentioned before um, about this EP being more danceable and more rhythmic. And I think 
well, my favourite track off of it is um, Tell Me Your Politics. Oh, thank you. And I kind of wanted to know a little bit about this track and what it was like to explore a new musical direction in comparison to You Will Not Die, which you mentioned yeah. was a little bit slower. Yeah. Strange. <clears throat> that was the first song that I got right when I was writing the songs. I'd written other songs, but that was the one I thought, ah, oh, here we go. Okay, we're doing this, right? And in, in my ideas of making danceable music, I also wanted it to be quite challenging. I, I think I've said that I wanted to tell me about it to sound like a pack of wolves. <laughs> you know, it's not a particular, you know, it's not going to be the <laughs> radio one. It's quite an intense song. Um, but fun as well. But it's also on another level, quite a, my partner says it's, it's, it's who I am when I'm up, you know, when I'm manic. I'm, I'm I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. And that's how I like music to be. I like music to be intense. I want, I want music, I want music to take over me. I want music to make me feel like, oh, oh my goodness, whoa, what is happening? You know, and and so because I want that to happen to me, I, I want that to happen to my audience as well. But that song was also I think also lyrically, it was the first time I thought I could explore a sense of humor more openly there'd always been a sense of humor like even even in in, in you will not die like in the song like i know team prayer you know there's a song there about oh boy why jesus loved you more than he ever loved than he'll ever love me and it's a heartbreaking lyric but it's also what, what i think a very funny lyric it's not just jesus but it's a white jesus <laughs> which never existed you know so again you know it's it's political it's it's you know, it's comic, sad, it's it's many of those things. Yeah, and do you feel? How do you feel about kind of expressing politics within your music? I think we all do. Even the people who even the people who think they don't do by saying they don't. That is political. That's in political. Yeah. Way. Um. Perhaps mm. Coming from where I come from, being the person that I am, I don't know if I have a choice to be mum about it, but to be subtle about it. Because I feel like everywhere I go and everywhere I turn, there's a challenge to me being alive and living in this world. And so, and those challenges are not subtle. Those challenges are not underhanded. Those challenges are very direct. And they make it. They, they they make sure that I understand that people like me shouldn't, you know, live the life the way that they want to. They shouldn't be seen as equal human beings, as citizens in the world. So, at this moment, at this point in my life, I'm I wasn't. I'm not particularly interested in sort of spider web, <laughs> spider web subtlety. I wanted something that was actually really really open yeah and um you also released a track with Mm. perfume genius on this um how did that collaboration come to be what does a process of collaboration look for you and yeah what was the creative process like when creating that track making an album is a very collaborative 
process. I mean, not like film or anything where there's like, I don't know, a hundred people involved at the least. But there are different layers of collaboration. There's collaboration with producers, there's collaboration with other singers like Perfume Genius. And in the in the case of someone like Mike Perfume Genius, the song was already finished when I, I sent I sent it to him. I said, would you I think I DM'd him. I said, would you, would you like to sing on this? I think it, it would be really interesting. Also, I thought that it would be really surprising, funny for people to hear Nakane and Perfume Genius, the sad sax of, of quote unquote indie music, singing to singing about, excuse my language, but for, about fucking. But like bass, bass sex, not mm. like oh, subtle sex, but like the like rotting. Sweaty sex. You know, <laughs> yeah. I think it was quite an interesting left turn. Totally. And you're coming to Australia, um, which is yeah. quite soon for um Womad. How um how do you feel? What is your show going to look like? And who are you most excited to see? You know, I actually wanted to see do Mokta, but I don't know if I'll, I'll be in Adelaide at that point, unfortunately. That's a sad thing about festivals, is that like you are on a, on a bill with, oh my God, I, I finally get to see Bon Iver, for example. Oh, I won't be able to see Bon Iver because he's playing two hours before me and I'll probably be doing sound check <laughs> and, you know, on my own show. But mm. I haven't played live in a long time. Is that true? Yes, that's true. And the show is quite different to what we did if you will not die. There's two of us. It's harder. It's more electronic. It's it has more muscle. It's more. I mean, live shows are collaborative already, but I think that Kia and I are almost. I think we're, we're setting up the stage to almost facing each other. So there's almost like a sparring thing about it, the way, like a jazz thing where I do something and then he does something. And so I wanted I wanted there to be some sense of improvisation in. In in the show because the shows up to up, up until then have always been so. I mean, it's going to be well rehearsed, but nothing could be. We couldn't veer from anything, and I actually wanted to change that. I wanted there to be a sense of a sense of mm. oh my god, something something new is possible today, you know. And that could fail sometimes, and sometimes it could be really amazing. But I just want to be in the moment, you know, to react to the moment, and to react in the moment with the audience, you know to test myself as a musician and to test myself as a performer. Totally. Yeah. Awesome. Wow. I'm very excited. To watch. I think it's going to be cool. I really think so. Also, I love it. I love playing. Yeah. I wish I, I, wish I could do it all the time. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking the time this morning to chat. with. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's a pleasure.